In this episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the Washington Capitals and where do they rank in the pipeline. For their young prospect players, where do they rank amongst the other in the NHL? And then we talk about Ted Leonsis and his plans to buy NBC Sports Washington. What is that going to mean for you as you watch the hockey games at home? Let's talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit the subscribe button. And if you like the videos, hit the thumbs up button. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition, we are going to talk a little bit about where the Capitals rank in their pipeline. Uh, In this article in The Athletic, they talk about the Washington Capitals rank number 24 uh, in the NHL pipeline rankings for 2022. And it, it is an improvement for the Washington Capitals, this team that seems like it's constantly in win now mode. They're kind of, you know, doing making some more prudent decisions. They're drafting a little bit better, and it seems like they're concentrating a little bit more and having their eyes on the future. And I think the Capitals are doing that because they realize that, you know, this rock the red era, this aging roster, well, it's not getting any younger, and they have to have their eyes on the future. And uh, that is what the Washington Capitals are doing, and they are making some improvements in that regard. Washington hasn't had many picks or high picks in the last few years, but for the most part, they've made the ones that count, led by Martin Farivari, who is looking like a great second-round pick. Uh, the other key additions were Ivan Miracheshenko and Ryan Chesley in this last draft. And uh, Ivan was kind of seen as a little bit more of a risky move considering his health condition. And then the Washington Capitals traded up by trading Vitek Vanacek to get Ryan Chesley. Um, so just some really solid pickups in 2021. They rank number 28 uh, in the 2022 NHL draft grade. They got rated a B or they got graded a B. So definitely some improvement over this Capitals team over the years. Um, the player ranking number one, Martin Faravari, 22 years old, six foot two, 200 pounds. He shoots left, drafted number 46 in 2018. His tier is top of the lineup player, skating above NHL average, puck skills below NHL average, hockey sense NHL average, and compete above NHL average. And, uh, you know, if you take a look at Martin Faravari, I would say that there's not a lot of improvement that I would make in his game. 
I do think that he is one of the shining hopes in this Washington Capitals future. Um, he is a top of a line defenseman, if you ask me. And I think that uh, his future is bright with this Washington Capitals team. If you saw the big role and the bigger role that I think he's going to end up taking uh, with the Washington Capitals in, uh, in years will be interesting to see. So the analysis, Faravari at age 22 stepped into the league and looked like a top four defenseman for Washington. He's an excellent skater with a high motor and decent size in the combination of allows him to make a lot of stops. He's hard to play against, and with his skating, he's able to close on plays very easily. Offensively, he doesn't stand out, but he can make a first pass and use his feet to transition pucks. Faravari looks like he'll be a true top-of-the-line defenseman, and that's not a tomorrow thing. That's not a next-year thing. I think that right now you can rank Martin Faravari as one of the better defensemen uh, on the Washington Capitals, and I don't think that that's going out on a limb to say something like that. And, uh, you know, just another prime example of the Washington Capitals bright future ahead. So then the next one here, uh, this was in the draft this uh, past season is Ivan Miroshchenko, uh, 18 years old, six foot one, 185 pounds. He shoots right, drafted at number 20 in the 2022 draft tier, middle of the lineup player, skating NHL average, puck skills NHL average, hockey sense NHL average, compete above NHL average, and his shot is considered to be high end. So the analysis on Miroshchenko is a player with all the attributes you want in a top NHL winger. He's got good size and strength. He's a strong skater. He's highly skilled. He can make plays and he's highly competitive. His shot is hard and can be a weapon from the flank on a pro power play. He can beat defenders with speed. He can put pucks through legs. He can create at even strength and on the power play. He has a bulky frame and can play a powerful style of game. He has the tools and track record of a projected top line winger, but given his Hodgkin's lymphoma, he is being placed several tiers below that due to a significant uncertainty in his future projection, despite positive developments since the initial diagnosis. And, um, you know, if you if you listen to the people that know the most about the draft, if you listen to uh, Mahoney and if you just listen to around the NHL, you know, I think that the Capitals got lucky by getting Ivan um, as you know high as they did, because, you know, uh, if it wasn't for his illness, he would have even been ranked that much higher. And, um, you know, the, the Washington Capitals medical staff took a look at his medicals and they were confident uh, in the decision that they made. He has one year left on his deal uh, in Russia. And I think that you can expect him to see, uh, you know, make his way into the Capitals lineup within the next couple of years. And, uh, you know, I just think, you know, just a really positive player and a great player to add to this Washington Capitals future team. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, if you take a look at, you know, Alex Ovechkin, he is, you know, got several years ahead of him. So it's good that they have this, this fresh young group of players and another uh, good young Russian in uh, the team here. Number three is Connor McMichael, and he is no stranger to the Washington Capitals, but he is part of the younger core of the team at 21 years old, a five foot 11, 182 pounds. He shoots left, drafted number 25 in 2019. His tier is middle of the lineup player, skating below NHL average, puck skills NHL average, hockey sense average, compete average, his shot above average. So here's the book or the analysis on McMichael. He had an okay first NHL season playing limited minutes, but looking like he belongs in the league, his skill is attractive. And while he can make the one-on-one -on -one plays, McMichael also competes well. He isn't the biggest 
is for, but he gets inside and can attack the net. He makes plays well off the perimeter while also having a shot that can beat goalies from range. His toolkit doesn't scream top six forward, particularly due to his skating, but he's been such a consistent score over the last few years. I think he'll find a way uh, into the league. And, you know, I was talking with Locked On Flyers and we were talking about Connor McMichael and where does he fit in? You know, he, you know, where's Dylan Strom going to fit? And if Dylan Strom's in there, where uh, is Connor McMichael going to fit? And, uh, you know, I don't know if he is going to have a spot on this team. I think that, you know, if you're asking me for a knee jerk reaction, I would say that he is going to compete for the third line center, um, you know, but he can also play wing. He's actually likes playing wing. I've heard a bit more than playing center, but you know, with these younger players, they're kind of more adaptable. They're not stuck in their ways where like, I'm only going to play this one position. But if you take a look at some of the crown jewels, as far as assets are concerned in the Washington Capitals, I would put Connor McMichael and I would put like a Hendricks Lop here who we'll talk about later in the show as some of the best future players. What would I say about Connor McMichael is that he could bulk up a little bit. Um, he could add some lean muscle to him, you know, add some, you know, pounds to that frame so he doesn't get uh, driven off the puck quite as easily. And, uh, you know, if you take a look at someone like Tom Wilson, for example, who has a big frame, but he hasn't always had that type of physique. Uh, when he first joined the Washington Capitals, he had, you know, a much smaller frame. So, just taking a look at a lot of these players, sometimes they have to um, almost kind of grow into the bodies that they have. And, you know, that goes into having um, a good nutritionist and having a good trainer. Uh, they can tell you all the little things that you have to do by, you know, adding this and subtracting this. And, you know, one of the things I found interesting when, when listening to all that is how important sleep is. I know sleep is important to everyone, but if you listen to a lot of these people that talk about having optimal help for professional athletes, they talk about sleep. And, you know, that kind of could be a, a a good lesson for all of us, you know, that maybe we should get some more sleep because there is such strong ties to optimal health. All right. So after the break here, we are going to continue to talk about the Washington Capitals pipeline and what do they have in house. Then later in the show, we will talk about a Ted Leonsis uh, going to acquire NBC Sports Washington. What does that mean for you if you're watching the game at home? We'll talk about that next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. And guys, if you haven't checked out Bet Online yet, what are you waiting for? It makes watching the games that much more exciting when you have all the stats and you know who to place a bet on head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action bet online where the game starts All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are talking about the pipeline for the Washington Capitals and where do they rank? It seems like they are moving their way up uh, for the longest time. This uh, team didn't have, you know, a whole lot in the pipeline because they were constantly in win now mode. And uh, part of the perils of that is you like to trade away draft picks for these established players. But in the process of doing so, you kind 
kind of really deplete uh, what you have in house. And what I was talking about earlier when I was talking about Connor McMichael, the other crown jewel uh, in the Washington Capitals pipeline is Hendricks LaPierre, 20 years old, six foot, 179 pounds, shoots left. Drafted at number 22 in the 2020 draft. Middle, his tier is middle of the lineup player, skating below NHL average, puck skills NHL average, hockey sense above NHL average, and his compete uh, is NHL average. So Hendricks is a guy that has a good hockey IQ, um, but he's another guy similar to Connor McMichael who could stand to bulk up a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of these younger guys, uh, guys that play in hockey, they have smaller frames, but as you get into the NHL, you are playing with much larger men that are going to try and drive you off the puck. So if you can bulk up a little bit, it would be um, advantageous uh, for you to do that. So the analysis on LaPierre surprised some by making Washington's team out of camp before being sent back to junior. He was very good in the QMJHL but not amazing and ended up being a rare cut from the Canada's U-20 club after playing the NHL the same season. LaPierre is the best with a puck on his stick. He's a fantastic play playmaker with a high natural skill set, and that's what I was talking about, is that he's kind of average in a lot of different categories, but his hockey IQ uh, is where he really shines. His game lacks much pace, and he's okay off the puck. For those reasons, I'm sure if he can stick down the middle in the NHL or not, but regardless I see a middle six forward. And you know, the person that's reviewing him is a little bit harsh on him. I got to say, you know, if you talk to anyone when we were talking about the trade deadline or we were talking about free agency and uh, we talked about JT Miller or Nazem Kadri or Johnny Goudreau, any of these elite level players, and what would it take? For those players to come to the Washington Capitals, well, it always was a Hendricks LaPierre or a Connor McMichael. So to say that, you know, to discredit these players, I think is a bit unfair to them because, you know, when the rubber meets the road, those were the players uh, that these other teams were going after. So the next one was a recent uh, draft uh, signing that they made. This was off the Vitek Vanacek one where they traded and they traded up. Uh, some people wondered why, in fact, did they trade Vitek Vanacek? Shouldn't they have at least kept one of the netminders in-house? Well, there were bigger plans. And this one was Ryan Chesley, 18 years old, six foot, 201 pounds. Uh, you know, I think that he was one of the stars of the draft. And I think that, you know, for years from now, we're going to look at that and say, wow, the Capitals really had some great uh, common sense. You know, the Ross Mahoney and uh, and Brian McClellan and who, you know, all the other uh, drafts, you know, the people, the scouts, just some really good um, uh, sense to pick him up. Skating NHL average, puck skills NHL average, hockey sense below NHL average, his compete above NHL average in his shot also above NHL average. And those are some of the very important things. So the analysis on him is Chesley has some physical assets that pop off the page from a pro projection. He's an NHL caliber skater who can transition pucks up the ice very well with his speed. He has average size, but he's quite strong and physical. With his mobility, he's able to close on checks well and often uses his body to land hard hits to separate pucks from players. He has good individual skills with hands to beat check one-on-ones and generate a lot of power off his one-timer. Chesley isn't a 
gifted puck mover, though, and can struggle at times with his puck distribution. He projects at a full-time second or third-pair defenseman, depending on how much the offense translates to a higher level. And I think that the ceiling on Chesley is high, and I have high hopes uh, for him for the in the Washington Capitals organization. I think that, you know, just he really stood out. And when you looked at him play, and if you watch some of his highlight footage, I know that that's not NHL highlight footage. But suffice to say, I think that his future in the NHL and the Washington Capitals in more particular, um, I think he's going to shine. So number six is also no stranger to the Washington Capitals in Alexi Protus, 21 years old, six foot five, 190 pounds. He shoots left, drafted, drafted number 91 in the 2019 draft tier, projected to play NHL games, skating poor. You don't see that too often. Puck skills, NHL average, hockey sense, NHL average, his compete uh, average as well. So it's not when you just take a look at his report card there, it's not necessarily that's something that pops out at you. So the analysis on him is Protus was a solid a player this season between the AHL and getting quite a few games with the Capitals. He's a big man who has good hands and a playmaking ability inside the offensive zone. He can make a lot of tough plays and projects to create offense as a pro. The biggest issue with his game is his heavy skating stride. It's proven to hold up well enough so far. I think he can get a legit bottom six forward due to all his other assets. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, in his limited time with the Capitals, I think that he did a good job. And I think that he will find a role on this team in the future. So number seven is Vincent Iero, 19 years old, six foot four, 200 pounds, shoots right, drafted number 55 in the 2021 draft. His tier is projected to play NHL games, skating average, puck skills below average, hockey sense average. And his compete is average. So analysis is Iaro played big minutes for Brandon this season in all situations and was a cut from the Canada's U-20 team. His skating size combo stands out, especially as a right shot defenseman. He can make a lot of stops due to his mobility and reach. Offensively, he's okay. Iaro can outlet the puck and has a hard point shot, but he's probably more of a full-time third pair than a second pair defenseman due to his offense. And, um, you know, a young man at 19 years old, I guess it remains to be seen. I did watch some of the highlight footage from him, um, and I think that he has a good trajectory uh, in his days coming up in the Washington Capitals organization. The next is Alexander Alexiev, 22 years old, six foot four, 196, uh, 196 rather, drafted at number 31 in 2018. His tier projected to play NHL games, skating below average, puck skills below average, hockey sense average, and compete average. So the analysis, the book on him, Alexiev has a good year in Hershey playing big minutes in all situations. If you're expecting to be wowed with his speed and skill from him, you'll be underwhelmed. As an intelligent six foot four defenseman who can move pucks and stop, I can see Alexiev becoming a full-time third pair defenseman who pay PKs uh, in the NHL. And Alexiev, as we know, is... Um, recovering from a shoulder operation or surgery that he had. So he is a few months out, but I do expect him to make this team at some point, um, if not this season in the years to come. Um, so the next player, is Hakan Hanalt, 19 years old, six foot, uh, 194 pounds, shoots left, drafted at number 151 in 2021. So he has some good skill set, a decent frame, and works hard enough to have a chance to make it 
but his foot speed needs some work. Another one, Brent Johnson, 19 years old, 5'11", 161, shoots right, drafted at number 80 in 2021. The book on Johnson is Johnson is a mobile defenseman with good skill and playmaking ability, but his defending isn't that great. And then Ludwig Peterson, left wing, 18 years old, 6'178", shoots left, drafted number 85 in 2022, uh, Pearson is quite dangerous inside the offensive zone. He's highly skilled winger who can make crafty plays through defenders. He shows a very good vision to make tough plays off the perimeter and combined with a strong shot. He's able to run a power play. Pearson is a great player, but given his average size and foot speed, there are questions on how his ga- game translates to the pros and let's give this guy a bit of a break he's 18 years old to even be entered into the conversation with some of the players that we talked about I think that you know like I say pump the brakes on him a little bit I think that uh, he might just be okay the next one on the list is Riley Sutter right wing 22 years old six foot three 203 pounds shoots right drafted at number 93 in 2018 Sutter has good size and competes well but he's long shot due to his limited natural talent level Level. And those are some of the things that you don't want to hear. Um, but, you know, a lot of this is raw talent. Are they all going to find a spot on the Washington Capitals? No. Are they all going to find a spot in the NHL? Probably not. But, I mean, that's not for us to say. And in a lot of cases, it's uh, it's a bit too early to tell. All right. So after the break here, we are going to talk about Ted Leonsis becoming the sole owner of NBC Sports Washington. And what does that mean to you if you're watching it at home? We'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this final segment, we are going to talk about some big news uh, in the broadcasting front for Ted Leonsis and NBC Sports Washington. If you don't make it to the games, chances are you are watching it on NBC Sports Washington. And Ted Leonsis, the ever-present uh, businessman, the entrepreneur, is always tr- you know making inroads and trying to acquire new things. There was some other news about him, you know, vying for being the new owner of the Washington Nationals. That has not come to fruition, but he's kicking the tire, so to speak. But in this final segment, we are going to talk about Ted Leonsis, Monumental Sports and Entertainment. This article in RMNB announced on Tuesday reached a deal with the Comcast Corporation to fully acquire NBC Sports Washington, the TV rights holder of Washington Capitals and Washington Wizards Games. MSE is a majority owned by Ted Leonsis. And Monumental Sports was one of the things that's been out for some time. It was kind of a standalone um platform that he had for some time uh, that he was going to broadcast Hershey Bears games on in Washington Capitals if you subscribe to this certain thing. But now that he bought NBC Sports Washington, I think that is really uh, diversifying his portfolio, I guess you could say. MSC fully acquired NBC Sports Washington by purchasing NBC Universal's 67% stake MSE previously held 33% of the media company after first buying in six years ago. The financial terms of the acquisition were not addressed. The purchase now gives MSE the option of building a potential powerful streaming platform and more power to shape the primary coverage of its own sports teams. This is the key to our strategy for developing our one-of-a-kind sports and entertainment platform, a super regional and entertainment business featuring multiple teams, multiple venues, multiple networks, and multiple 
Renewable Technologies fully integrated, Ted Leonsis said via Twitter. Added Zach Leonsis in a release, we at Monumental Sports and Entertainment are incredibly excited to have reached an agreement to acquire NBC Sports Washington, an important business of our current and future core business operations. Comcast NBC Universal has built a strong regional sports network in NBC Sports Washington. We look forward to further enhancing and innovating our already best-in-class experience that our fan base enjoys watching live sports for years to come. As part of the deal, NBC Universal will continue to help put games go on air over the next 18 months by providing corporate and shared services, including distribution, technical resources, and production facilities. The release also states that MSC's acquisition of NBC Sports Washington is subject to regulatory approval for years. Leonsis has openly spoke about how local sports teams should um, team up with the regional sports networks as a response to cable bundles declining. You could see a solution for RSNs if they roll into a bigger enterprise. So that business ends up with buildings and teams in the network, Leonsa said to Sportico. That would give the RSNs a platform to buy another team local or merge another team locally in another league so that it's getting the roll-up effect. But it's a geographic in nature. That way, he said, the RSN can get some true leverage Leonsis said MSG's network was the right strategy for the time. Sports Business Journal's John Orend reports that there are plans for MSC to open up stop quality streaming services and create more alternative broadcasts of games that have a focus on gambling. Gambling is what kind of fuels everything now. So, you know, if you take a look at a lot of the sponsors of a lot of different things, Monumental plans to rebrand the channel and drop NBC Sports from the name eventually. Our brand says NBC Sports Washington sold because Leonsis was eager to buy and not due to underlying business reasons. And it's a tough industry to be in as you know, that there's, you know, uh, more and more people aren't having cable. It's more, you know, Roku and Amazon and Apple TV and that kind of thing. So it's kind of cannibalizing the market. But so that was, uh, you know, I think wise for Ted Leonsis and his son there to get involved with that. Um, I, you know, and I, it remains to be seen how that plays out over time, but you know, maybe he can go ahead and go and headed by the Washington nationals who are struggling. So I think that it is a wise and prudent decision on uh, Ted Leonsis's part. And I think that, uh, it will be a fruitful, uh, venture for him in the future. Thank you for making locked on capitals. Your first listen every day. Now make your second listen locked on NHL locked on experts. Give you a daily 30 minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. My name is Dan Holmey, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day as we get closer and closer to training camps. And then we can you know, start focusing exclusively on what is going on on the ice and, uh, you know, more of the important things uh, uh, that I guess you could say is hockey and what's going to happen next season. And I look forward to the next chapter for the Washington Capitals. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked on Capitals. And I'll talk to you again next time.